0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the New York Curb Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Landis. It's been a minute. I'm super excited to have everybody back in this month uh, for another episode of the New York Curb Podcast. And this month, I am joined by Manager of Communications, NFL co-lead at ESPN, Ali Stoneberg. Ali, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: Olivia, I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be with you.
0: It's so wonderful to be able to speak with you, Allie. We we actually connected those of you who have listened to the podcast previously. Allie has played a large role in actually helping us to get some of our other guests on this podcast who work at ESPN. So very excited to have the woman who helps a lot with the talent.
1: It is. It's fun. It's a little bit of a role reversal for me.
0: A little bit, right? Now you're, now you're the one being interviewed instead of scheduling the interviews.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Allie, let's let's take a bigger look at your career so like i already mentioned you are manager of communications the nfl co-lead at espn a lot of people when they hear that maybe they don't know exactly what that means can you give our viewers and our listeners kind of a background of exactly what your job entails
1: you bet olivia you know i I like to look at it as a really great privilege and responsibility to be a storyteller, to tell ESPN story. And my colleagues and I do that in a variety of ways, be it press releases or internal communications or preparing items for social media, creating content, and then helping external media and team media tell our story as well, whether it's through access to our folks, information that we provide. So a lot of it, everything is revolved around the storytelling, which is my favorite part.
0: When you say storytelling, right? That can encompass a lot of different things because I know for me personally, I'm also a storyteller, right? A lot of people here on the content team at the New York Jets, we're all storytellers. And like you said, it's the same for me. Being a storyteller is an amazing job, and I think it's a very important job. But how do you specifically determine which stories are important to tell?
1: It's a great question. I think that that is such a challenge, right? Because everyone has a story. Everybody's story is valuable, is impactful, is important. And so I think for me, the biggest thing is to really draw upon resources around me and the biggest one are my colleagues my co-workers and even though olivia working in this business it's oh I've, i've done this event before or i've had experience with this but everything is always changing. So it's taking a moment to tap someone on the shoulder and hey, can you tell me about what's new with you right now? Or what are you working on? Or what are you passionate about? And continuing to ask questions, to learn about people. And I will tell you though, that's the hard part because there are so many stories to tell. It's it's kind of pacing yourself, right? Okay, we've told these great stories and now we're gonna get this person the next time. So it, there, there are so many great ones to tell, and it's hard. It's hard to get to all of them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can imagine. It's the same. It's really the same. When you're in a position to be able to tell stories, it's an amazing feeling, right? Almost an empowering feeling to be able to put other people in positions to tell their stories. But sometimes it can get tough to really decide, okay, which one is the most important message that we want to get across? Now, you specifically working for a national network like ESPN I'm I'm sure at times can be challenging to determine okay which one is the right story to tell and in the right way because when I when I was reading up on some of your bio and everything it said you are able to determine some of those stories across many many platforms so can you kind of walk me through maybe what an average day for you would look like in order to get those stories across the platforms at ESPN?
1: Yeah, I think, um, and you would probably know this too, Olivia, right? It, it seems like there's never an average day, which is the exciting part, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think when we're thinking about an event or some particular initiative, again, that first thought is the resources around us. Who at our company can we go to? Who might be involved? And making sure that we have a diverse set of voices in the room. We just started this new idea, I credit a colleague of mine, but we got a bunch of people in a Zoom room and we did these series of brainstorming exercises. And it was really about building off each other and throwing out all of these ideas. And maybe I say something and then, Olivia, you build off of that. We go on and on and just getting it all out there. And then from there, kind of letting it marinate, if you will, and honing it down and figuring out, okay, what are some of the creative ideas we have? What are our priorities and how do we create those win-wins? So that's something that, again, with new technology and new processes, that is always evolving. And I think the best ideas, the best results come from starting with a big circle and involving people, especially for me, I'm working on NFL, but it's really wonderful. It's refreshing to get in folks who maybe work on our images team, or maybe they work on major league baseball, just getting a lot of people in the room to give their ideas and perspective and then build on that.
0: I'm curious on a day-to-day basis, how many ideas run across your desk or how many, how many different people come up to you with new ideas that they want to pitch? That's a great question. I, I mean,
1: I think there are a lot, right? People are, externally coming to us and saying, hey, would your colleague be interested in X, Y, or Z? Or somebody, a colleague of mine in my department might say, hey, Allie, I know we have this initiative coming up. What do you think of this? Um, Olivia, maybe it's the same for you, but when I'm working out or when I'm having dinner or doing something, it's like, oh my gosh, I have this great idea. This person would love this. It comes to (laughs) you at different times.
0: That's so true. I feel like at times, some some of the times where the best ideas come to you, it's always when you least expect it. It's almost it's almost when you're like about to give up, like uh, okay, maybe I should move on to something else. And then right then and there, that's that's always when the ideas come for me, anyways. I can only speak for myself, but it, it seems like the best ideas always come at the most inconvenient times.
1: <laughs> or, or or it's just you've you've let it sit, right? And I think. Yeah. For part of us being storytellers that's why i think it's so important to do another activity or read up on something completely different listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with what you're working on and all of a sudden something else might pop out so i love the I, the idea of kind of dabbling in a lot of different things and then oh my gosh it, this came to me or i have a little bit more clarity on this area
0: yeah okay so we have established that you are an avid storyteller. You love storytelling. You love to bring new, I guess you could say, energy, right, to to yeah. people to be able to view new stories. Where did that passion come from? When did it start for you?
1: So, Olivia, I grew up in a sports family. Um, my parents named me after my grandmother's favorite Minnesota Twins player. They took me to my first football game when I was a month old, Um, played sports growing up and all of the lessons in my life, whether it had to do with the game I was playing or something in school or something with a friend, it was usually talked out through sports analogies, through stories. And I just came to love that, to relate to that. And even in today, when I'm going through maybe a challenge or something I'm working on, I call back to those stories and remember oh this was tough but this is how this person got through it or this person persevered and look at what happened on the other side and it's been such an encouragement in my life that i like to share that and pay it forward with others
0: it sounds like it started young then you said you were brought to (laughs) brought to games when you were one month old you were named after one of your mother's favorite professional baseball players So it sounds like it started at a very young age. What did your parents do that inspired them to pass that on to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, they they were sports fans. And like I said, they would use sports analogies and and different stories that they had been a part of in terms of the sports realm growing up to teach me and my siblings. Um, And so, yeah, it just got to be Olivia ingrained within our family and it was something that it, it just seemed very natural to me very real to me and very powerful because i saw from an early age how sports and the stories within sports brought people together and united people and encouraged people and there was there was just this power to it and i thought i, I want to be part of that
0: mm mm-hmm. I can understand why. Like I said, it's, it really is a beautiful thing. We're going to kind of take a little bit of walk back through history. Yeah. So you started off young, already had a passion and love for sports. Yeah. Fast forward to college days. You went to the University of Minnesota. You majored in communications and journalism. At that moment, when you when you were done with school, did you know what you wanted to do? Did you know the path you wanted to take? Or did it develop later? Yeah,
1: I I did know that I wanted to be in sports. I was interning as part of our marketing team at the University of Minnesota, working on gopher baseball, and definitely thought, hey, this is the path for me. And so in my last semester, there was a, a sports career fair, Olivia. And before the Vikings were at US Bank Stadium, they were at the Metrodome, and this is where that career fair was. And so I'm lined up and looking around and trying to figure out, okay, I need to strategize and who can I talk to? And I had seen that ESPN was at this career fair. And so I thought, gosh, I have got to get in that line. I've got to meet this person. And I'm sure the same for you, Olivia. A lot of people contribute to success or to achieving goals, right? You know, your parents encourage you, your coaches, your friends, different mentors throughout your life. Um, But that day at the career fair, there was one person, and I still feel badly I don't know his name, but who helped me on my journey. And like I said, I saw ESPN at this career fair, and... So at a certain point, I saw this break in the line, scoot on in and kind of rehearsing my elevator speech. And all of a sudden taps me on the shoulder and says, hi, what line are you in? And I said, well, the ESPN line. And he said, no, you're not. The ESPN line, it's way back there, the end of it, way down there. You can't even see it. And Olivia, I don't know about you, but I am a rule follower. So I, I was kind of horrified, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he said, no, 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 just stay here. Because if you don't, you might not meet this person. Well, lo and behold, I get to meet this person. And months later, he was the person that actually hired me at ESPN. So thanks to that kind fellow student in line. uh, That's how I got to ESPN.
0: Really? That's an incredible story. And I love hearing stories like that because Oftentimes I tell people, even younger college students, when they approach me, hey, how do you make it in this industry? And I always tell people, you know, it's first and foremost, it's about your work ethic. You have to be the hardest working person in the room constantly. I know it sounds cliche, but you of all people I'm sure can speak to it. That is the absolute truth. And then the second part of that, in my opinion, is connections. It's building those relationships. It's maintaining those relationships. It's, it's making those connections, not just because it benefits you, but because you're truly interested in those other people. So it sounds like that's what kind of worked out for you. And it ended up being that same man who hired you at ESPN.
1: Right. You're so you're so right on that, because I think you're right. It has to be hard work for sure. It also has to be having the opportunity and making the most of it. Um, it wasn't like I was hired on the spot, right? There was plenty of networking, keeping in touch. I did freelance work. I had informational interviews. So definitely that was part of it is is staying on top of it, staying engaged. But again, it, it's such a team effort. I I had so many people help me along the way. And so Olivia, every once in a while, I'm at the grocery store or something. And yeah. it's like, hey, go ahead of me. You know, and you just, you, you wanna pay things forward. And so I, I do, I think about those little things that other people might not know, you made such a big difference in someone's life. And that's part of my story. And like I said, I, I just, I wanna pay it forward and continue the, the kindness.
0: That's a beautiful thing, too, definitely to pay it forward and to kind of reciprocate that kindness. That's so important. You don't hear a lot of people talk like that nowadays. So good for you. you. Okay, so you started with ESPN in 2008 as the Monday Night Football Operations Coordinator. When you began in 2008 with ESPN, how did you envision your career going? Because what is it, 13 years later, you're still there.
1: Yes. Can you believe it? 13
0: years. How <laughs> amazing. It goes,
1: how it just flies by. And it's its funny because I i just remember at that point in time being a college grad and, you know, you're taking all these different courses and trying to remember the lessons learned. And, and part of it was just always be a learner, adapt to technology, adapt to new processes. Don't be afraid of doing new things. And so I had that in the back of my mind, like, as much as you might envision a path, don't be too tunnel vision, Allie. Like there's a brand new world out there. I mean, Olivia, I grew up in a small town. And so to first of all, make the jump to the University of Minnesota, where not everybody knew my parents, right? In the hometown, hey, Allie, how how are your parents? How are your family doing? But to jump to the University of Minnesota and make a name for myself and make those meaningful connections, build relationships, That was part of my journey. And then I tried to parlay that into ESPN and just take those lessons learned. Like, Allie, you've been in a big place before, you can do this again. And so what I first remember doing when I arrived in 2008 is, and I kind of did this too, in freelance work and internships, but hi, I'm Allie, what do you do? You know, Just trying to take pockets of time to introduce myself, to learn from people because Olivia, I'd be curious if you experienced this, but as much as I studied journalism in school, it was like a whole new language. I mean, IFBs and different language with the trucks, like what is all of this? So I just, I really tried to be a sponge and to not be afraid to ask questions.
0: I would love for the college students who are trying to break into the sports world to listen to what you have to say, because it's such an incredible approach that you have and it's true when especially when you enter a new place right a new working place a new area your job really when you get in there is to absorb as much as you can you said it you have to be like a sponge and absorb as much as you can and i think people especially we all just want to connect with one another so when you show people hey i think you're important i want to know your name what do you do Mm -hmm. that goes such a long way i i totally agree with that i think People, especially in the world we live in today, we just need more of that. We need more kindness. We need more people caring. Um, so I, I definitely agree that, that is, that's an incredible approach that you have. So I, I hope everyone listening takes something out of that. Something you mentioned that I would like to touch on, you mentioned the word adapt. You said that when you began in 2008 with ESPN, one of the biggest things you had in your head was adaptation. That is an incredibly... in In my opinion, I think that that could be very important in this industry, especially because it's a very competitive industry and things are constantly changing. So if there's constant change, if you want to roll with the the change, you have to adapt. So what does adaptation look like to you?
1: Wow. Adaptation. I think part of it is, is just acknowledging, for me at least, hey, I'm a little bit afraid here. You know, I'm one of those, Olivia, that I like the path. I like the answer. I I, I like to ensure the scene is safe, if you will. And so it is to just kind of take a beat and to acknowledge, you know what? I'm a little bit afraid. I don't know what this looks like, but this is an opportunity for me to be brave. And just to take that step forward and then acknowledge, I, I don't know the answers, but if I don't step forward, That's almost more risky than going into the unknown. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It absolutely does. And that takes a lot of bravery, like you said. You said you have to be brave. What did it take for you personally to reach within yourself to be able to do that, to be able to find that courage? Because that's not something that's very easy to do. No,
1: no, it's not. And I'll, I'll tell you, I actually kind of used this little trick that my dad had suggested to me. I was in high school playing basketball. And I remember that our team was matched up against this team. And they, they had one of the best basketball players in the state. And so as we were getting ready for the game, of course, we're doing everything on the court. And you're studying film and going through all of this. And he said to me, you know, Allie, what might be helpful, I want you to come up with a theme song. You know, like baseball players have a walk-up song and I want (laughs) you to come up up with a theme song to just so you're mentally prepared as well. And so I I thought about it and I'm sure Olivia, he thought I was gonna come back with like some really pump up song (laughs) or something. Um, But have you seen The Sound of Music?
0: I have, yes.
1: So the, the song I Have Confidence,
0: Yes. Julie
1: Andrews. And so that was my song. And to to this day, before I do a big project, you know, Super Bowl press conference or something that I feel like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous here, or again, I'm going into the unknown. Um, I will listen to some type of theme song (laughs) and just still to this day. Still to this day, and I and I will play back in my head these are some successes you know again i was afraid to do this or this was new for me or i had some anxiety around this but hey that turned out well hey that turned out well i you know and and just kind of get myself ready for whatever it is that's next
0: okay i have to ask you then if you were to have a pump up song or a theme song today no matter what the situation is is it do you know what it is today, or does it kind of depend on each situation?
1: It, it does depend on each situation, but I still I will go back to the I have confidence song. I, I love it. i I think it's a great one, and uh, it's kind of like that old reliable, but I do mix it up.
0: I love that. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to try that trick. And you know, I kind of just want to bring this to your attention. Y- you you talk a lot about being brave, finding courage within yourself, adapting to changes around you in big situations when they're new and scary you have that theme song to bring yourself some confidence but as a woman in in, that's working at espn in your position have you ever thought that a lot of people probably look up to you as as a brave woman and a courageous woman in in what you do because i'm sure there are a lot of people out there whether you know it or not they probably think that
1: Well, thank you. And I think the same of you, Olivia. It kind of goes back to that career fair, right? We don't always know the great impact we have on people. And so as best I can, and I'm, I'm certainly not succeeding at it every time, but whether I'm going into an informational interview, talking to excuse me, a young professional or just going into a, a meeting I'm leading or something, I do try to take a beat to kind of set that intention. Um, and the biggest thing is I do, I want people to leave feeling encouraged after we've talked because again, I've experienced it in my life. It's, it's a powerful thing, it, it, it propels you. And I, I think if I can do that in some small way then that's a win. And I want to do
0: that. It really is a win. I always it's funny because you remind me a lot of myself. I always tell myself, no matter what situation I enter, if it's a new situation, I always hope to leave a positive impact in one way or another. No matter what it is, I always hope and pray to leave a positive impact on others. And you just mentioned how important it is to be kind and and leave positive impacts on people. To our listeners, what would be one piece of advice you could provide on how people can do that more and how people can, you know, just treat each other better and find those connections?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's different for every person, right? We all have different strengths. And I remember, too, talking with young professionals about what I was doing when I was first searching for a job in the sports world. I thought, gosh, I'm talking to all of these people that have been in the industry for a long time. They have all this wonderful experience. What might I have to offer them? Um but there were, there were always these little pockets where, you know, somebody shared with me a, a favorite meal that she liked. And so I had found a recipe that was, I thought, kind of similar. And hey, I'm thinking of you, you know, wanted to send this your way. I think it, it can be as simple as a note. Hey, I read this article where you and your company were mentioned. Congratulations on this project. Um, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but we all do. We have different gifts to share. And so I think whatever way is unique to you, and feels right to you then lead with that
0: yeah and i would just to reiterate kind of what you say i would encourage those listening and even if you're not listening for those who are share it with those who have not listened yet to the podcast share your gifts with one another because we each have gifts walking on this earth and i think it's important to be able to share those and spread that positivity Really, I I think I I love listening to you talk and some of the things you're saying, because I think we need more people like you in this world, truly. So thank you so much, Ali Stoneberg from ESPN, for sharing your story and your journey with us here on the New York Her podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to get to know you and to speak with you. Thank you so much, Ali. The
1: pleasure was mine, Olivia. Thanks so much.
0: that's a wrap on another episode of the New York Curve podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Landis. Hope you guys enjoyed getting to know Ali Stoneberg a little bit more from ESPN. I know I did. Please rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast as much as possible. We'll see you guys next time.